the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents The X-Wing with your host, Joe Salant. Yeah, this is the broadcast for the rebels who have escaped from the collectivist orb. We got that pure justice on deck, but you got to come and get it. Welcome to the X-Wing, the podcast for the rebels who have escaped the collectivist orb of the beast. Not right wing, not left wing, but X-Wing. And uh, just right off the bat, I want to give a huge shout out uh, to my man Dustin Raynham for uh, the first edition of the X-Wing shirt. This is, uh, it says a smack of bully and that's uh, from... The X-Wing, a line from the X-Wing theme song, Smack a Bully, and uh, we're going to go ahead and post that link so that you can go ahead and get one for yourself. It's uh, it's about basically, you know, it's a rebellion to tyrants type of message. And, uh, you know, that's what we're about at the X-Wing, a smack a tyrant right in the mouth. That's what we bring it to them straight up. No frills. And uh, you can get this uh, get this new X-Wing shirt, Smack a Bully. And on the back, you have that X-Wing logo, of course. Shout out to Kate Robinson for that. And um, it's great. It's great to be with y'all. Uh, tonight, uh, we have a very, very, very special episode for you. A scary episode. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Joe Salant, live from the Decon Cave. And we will be bringing you X-Wing pod number three, the caravan, hobgoblin of the police state, special Halloween prezo for y'all, of course, scary stuff, you know, monsters and goblins and witches and ghouls and ghosts and, uh, you know, brown foreigners coming up to the border. Hmm. All stuff we need official government protection from, of course. What's up, Nancy? How you doing, my sis? Will the federal beast keep us safe tonight from the caravan? Will the beast keep us safe? And in the upcoming days ahead, 2018 Halloween might last a lifetime. You know, if you've been watching Fox News lately, but don't trip, your boy Joe Salon, he's here to break it down for you. I will be the one to take the risk. So let's get it. A little bit of background here, because history does not happen in a vacuum. And this horror story that we need to sacrifice our liberty for, um, it didn't just crop up overnight. Now... In June of 1939, the FDR administration turned away a German ocean liner packed with Jews desperately seeking to escape the Third Reich. On board that ship was an eight-year-old Jewish boy, and his name was Lutz Grunthal. He was uh, ripped from his family and tortured and murdered in Auschwitz, uh, along with 254 of the 907 Jewish passengers aboard that ship. Now, before all y'all get up in arms and look down your righteous nose at our American predecessors in history and 
begin to cry out about this historic injustice. How could we send these 907 Jewish passengers back to their death on the brink of World War II? Let's look at a few factors, all right? The world at this time was a very dangerous place. In between two brutal wars against a rising nation of fascists, seeking to impose their way of life on nations like America, and with the technology and brute military force to do so. These weren't desert savages. We're talking about the Nazi machine. All right. Uh, the government's purpose, purpose, of course, the purpose of civil government, right, um, is to keep us safe and secure from serious threats, right? Well, more on that later, but... Weren't the Germans such a threat? Look, there was no possible way for the FDR administration at that time, when that boat was coming up to Miami, to vet those Jewish refugees for potential serious physical direct threats to America. Could you distinguish the Jew from the Nazi spy? What about the Jew used as a Nazi spy? Ooh. Didn't it stand to reason that out of 907 passengers, at least 20 of them might be ISIS? I mean, I mean Nazis. The ship had, had invalidated, invalidated landing certificates. This ship that they now call the St. Louis had, had invalidated landing certificates. In other words, it did not meet the requirements of the proper channels established for the safety and security of America by the government bureaucrats, the ruling masterminds that push the pencils and make these rules for our safety and security. So if the refugees wanted to get in, uh, if these uh, Jewish immigrants wanted to get in, escape from danger, they'd be welcome just as long as they went in the front door. No invalidated landing certificates uh, in Miami. Um, this ship was coming, obviously, through the back door, proper channels, you know. If these Jews had the resources to make such a trip across the vast ocean in a German ship, they were likely not refugees. I mean, come on, use your heads now. They were likely funded by George Soros, I mean, I mean Hitler himself, for Nazi purposes. Let's be real. I can show you the pictures to tug on the heartstrings and all that, but uh, let's be wise for a second here. Such a pack of resourceful Jews to make such an extravagant journey would be better served staying in Germany and using those same resources to storm the Berghof and kill Hitler. Why would we be so wicked as to deprive the rest of the German Jews of this resourceful group that could have ended the suffering for them all. They should have been turned away to fix their own country. Do these arguments sound familiar to you? Even if, even if there was no direct Nazi threat whatsoever aboard the ocean liner, 
there was established on the best propaganda the fact that the Jews were known communists. This is true. This was the propaganda back then who would not assimilate into the free market American way of life, but instead would be a drain on the fabulously constructed American dream supported by both wings of the American Eagle known as the New Deal. Uh, these commie Jews should be sent away. They would be, they would not assimilate and they would be a drag on the welfare state. So, sailing close to Florida, I mean so close that they could see the lights of Miami, some passengers on the St. Louis cabled the President Donald J. Trump, excuse me, I mean President uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt, asking for refuge. Roosevelt did his civic duty as Commander-in-Chief, keeping Americans safe and did not respond to the request, but approved a State Department telegram which stated simply that passengers must await their turns on the waiting list and qualify for and obtain immigration visas before they would be made admissible into the United States. That will stifle those Nazis and communist Jews seeking to destroy our way of life in the greatest nation on earth. Besides, for this great collective to thrive, safe and secure sacrifices. Human sacrifices must be made. It's just the way it is when you have a king's state. Don't be naive. Moloch simply means king and there's nothing new under the sun when Moloch is in play as the god of the age. The king's state, you know. These sacrifices are demanded, human sacrifices, always demanded for the safety, economic safety, economic prosperity. These sacrifices, whether they are an American service member, some 18-year-old kid dragged out of his house, scared uh, for his life, pissing down his uniform, being thrown out of a plane, or a young German-Jewish boy named Lutz Grunthal, um, and his family, the principle remains the same. The, the king state always, always demands human sacrifice. And we have plenty of spheres and hills and pagan zones of human sacrifice in our land. Why would it be any different today than in 1939? So don't look down your nose at our present predecessors who turned that ship back unless we're willing to check all of those arguments that they used at the door. Do you know that Anne Frank, one of the most famous Jews to be exterminated in the concentration camps, could have been an 80-year-old woman living in Boston today, had Otto Frank's desperate attempts to uh, obtain refuge in the United States not ran afoul of, uh, you know, restrictive American immigration policies, designed to protect national security and provide safety for the home-born under the wings of the American Eagle. It's true. Oh, it's true. It's true. Even with proof that his family would benefit America and with sponsors and large, I mean, we're talking about large sums of money, it was all for naught. Otto wrote in a letter to his old college friend in the United States, Nathan Strauss, uh, Jr., Nathan Strauss Jr., and it covered in this is covered in an article um, in the Washington Post. You can look it up. It's, it's titled, uh, Anne Frank and her family were also denied entry as refugees to the United States. And the following words 
from Otto Frank. I am forced to look out for immigration, and as far as I can see, the USA is the only country that we could go to. Frank wrote this on April 30th, 1941. Perhaps you remember that we have two girls, and it is for the sake of the children mainly that we have to care for. Of course, uh, one of those girls was Anne Frank, who left us the famous diary, and uh, she died a horrible death of typhus in the Bergen-Belsen concentration camp. If only American conservatives of that era had the love for the Jews that modern American conservatives have, it would have been all good for Anne Frank and Lutz Grunthal and their families. And oh, perhaps Anne and Lutz would have met in New York in school or something like that, become high school sweethearts, started amazing families that did crazy work to advance the cause of America, humanity in general. But no, American conservatives and leftists, for that matter, viewed the Jews with a very careful eye, for the most part, and sacrificed them to assure the safety of the collective under the wings of the pagan state. It's too bad for Anne and Lutz, but at least... At least they got the opportunity to use their talents in the concentration camps to help their kind there, right? Ain't that right, American conservatives? Isn't that right, right-wingers, in 2018? They should have used their talents to help the rest of the Jews back there in their suffering. Who are we to deprive them of that? Uh, in July 1938, listen to this. In July 1938, a survey in a survey of Americans, 67.4% agreed that, quote, with conditions as they are, we should try to keep the Jews out. Only 4.9% said we should encourage them to come, even if we have to raise our immigration quotas. 4.9%. This was published in Fortune magazine back in 1938. Go ahead and Google it. In another poll from January 20th, 1939, the question was posed, yes or no, bring 10,000 refugee children from Germany, most of them Jewish, of course, to be taken care of in American homes. Should the government let them in? Yes or no? 30% said yes, 61% said no, and 9% were neutral. That, that was the attitude of Americans towards Jews right at the dawn of World War II. Right at the dawn of World War II. And look now, borrowing from uh, Obama, before we get all up on our high horse and, you know, look down at our noses, at our historical predecessors, yeah, why don't you go ahead and uh, change Jew to, uh, you know, mm, uh, L Latino migrant and uh, the location from Germany to Honduras and then circle that same survey on Breitbart and see what kind of response you get. I bet you it'd be exactly the same or worse. You know, we don't stay neutral as God moves history forward. He only knows two categories of people, covenant breakers and covenant keepers. And there ain't no neutrality whatsoever with this. God has a way of testing to see if nations are going to be covenant violators or covenant keepers. And it usually doesn't fit our humanistic vetting processes. History echoes in the fate in our face with such examples. And we have just never, ever, ever seemed to learn all the way, have we?
Now, in case you've been sleeping under a rock for the last few weeks, there is a caravan of Hondurans headed to America, and uh, they're saying that they want refuge from war-torn and their war-torn and impoverished home country. And we'll find out why it's like that in a second. But they've traveled across the American Ocean. I mean, excuse me, they've traveled uh, uh, the vast expanse of Latin America on foot. Uh, also heading our way, in case you haven't been paying attention are the midterm elections for the official seats in the D.C. swamp. This, these, these midterm elections now, <clears throat> it's the most important election of our life, isn't it? So keeping us safe from this caravan of several thousand strangers from the third world, of course, has become front and center propaganda prize material for the elephant team seeking to rev up their base of American conservatives. You know, the main hashtag used after talking points uh, on social media about this caravan, some of the most ridiculous stuff you'll ever hear, you know, pipe bombs and the whole nine yards, all military age fighting men, you know, coming our way, middle fingers up, flags of their home countries waving, you know, beating up Mexican police, you know, all that other kind of stuff, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a 2018 Halloween, you know, here we come, man, the freaking caravan, baby. Um, you know, uh, but the main hashtag used when they throw this stuff out is hashtag vote. Very simple, four letters, hashtag vote. Because apparently a voting Republican is the only way to keep the nation safe from the grave threat at the gate. You know, they will be the ones to make sure that the bureaucratic apparatus of the executive branch of the federal beast, uh, consisting of over 90% Democrats, by the way, will remain partial to preserving the American dream from the approaching Honduran nightmare. Uh, similarly, you know, if you want a left-wing example of how this is done, if we don't vote for the donkey team, uh, then the Democrat politicians won't turn the thermostat down and global warming will cook the whole earth. So it's, you know, it's, it's this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, de demonstrating the essence behind the worldview of the Republican Party agenda here is a tweet by the president, the Donald, the Donald now, okay, uh, affection affectionately referred to by, uh, by the cool kids as the, as the orange Cheeto, right? So here's what he tweeted out. Check this out now. This is, this is the uh, leader of the free world. All right, uh, Guatemala, this is in a tweet. Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador were not able to do the job of stopping people from leaving their country and coming illegally to the U.S. We will now begin cutting off or substantially reducing the massive foreign aid routinely given to them. Okay, here. Now, uh, before we get into the facts about this caravan, let's reflect a bit on what the Donald teaches us about what the ruling masterminds believe the role of government in regard to immigration is. Now, this is Halloween scary. I was going to get a mask for y'all and you know, dress. I, I, I got depressed, you know, kind of putting the outline for this talk together. And um, so I didn't do the whole dressing up thing. It was going to be scary. But now just, you know, look at my mean face. You know, I mean, while I say, look at this face, this scary face right here. I'll tell you right now. This is the this is the mean thing that the government, this is like horror movie stuff. Federal beast. This is what the Donald, leader of the free world, believes the role of the government in regard to immigration is. Stopping people from leaving their country. You You heard it right there. You heard it. They were not able to do the job of stopping people from leaving their country and coming illegally to the United States. Should have stopped them. Because these governments were not able to accomplish this, therefore he will take action. 
because the Donald knows if there ever came a time when Americans needed to leave the good old USSA because of drastically reduced conditions in the homeland, which will be fast approaching when the chickens come home to roost on the national debt and a host of other warning signs that we're just blowing past at breakneck speed. The U.S. government, in contradistinction to the governments of Guatemala and Honduras and El Salvador, now the U.S. government, when that dollar comes flooding back into America worth squat, will do their civic duty and keep American citizens walled up behind the gates. I hear they're building a wall to keep the brown people out, right? Might be to keep $350 million in. According to the Donald, that's not my, those aren't my words. That's his words. The president who wants the wall. Is this on any conservative sites? Are any of the actual, like, you know, the Breitbarts and the, you know, the uh, uh, the Daily Wire? What's the Shapiro? So I think that's the Daily Wire now, right? Is is Matt Walsh talking about this? Who's who's like banging the pots and pans in the conservative movement about that? Like, hey, we, we want them out. But uh, is there a possibility that this guy wants to keep us in? Like, is there is there any like could somebody put that in the comments? I, I haven't seen. I looked for it briefly. To be fair, but I haven't seen anybody even scared about this on the conservative side. I mean, you're talking about like the lowbrow stuff. Wow. Let that reality sink in. The commander in chief believes that the job of the government, the Moloch state, the pagan state, the federal beast is not only to stop the movement of individuals into the country, but also out of the country as well. Uh, we're going to conclude uh, this X-Wing with a you know a biblical kind of view on the issue briefly and refer you to some resources. But uh, here's the spoiler alert. The secular collectivist view of government regulation of immigration is always aimed at two-way control. And it's not so much about controlling the outsiders as controlling you. I mean, imagine that. Like, wouldn't American conservatives be skeptical about handing power to the federal beast, to the executive branch of the government, uh, you know, that could be used against? Oh, the government would ne- As soon as I see a border and brown people, the government is good and they'll never use power against me. Give it everything that it needs to eradicate the problem. I mean, that is the kind of thinking that we're dealing with last uh X-Wing podcast, we talked about Deuteronomy 28, 28, madness, blindness, confusion of heart. When you have that covenantal judgment, when you've been uh, uh, faithless in your approach to the world uh, as the people of God, there's this blindness that comes upon you and you start doing the most stupidest things. Like you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're against taxation. You're, you know, unless it goes to the wall, right? That's going to keep you in. Whoa. Um, Unbelievable. So it's not about controlling the Jews in 1938 or 39 or try to get the Central Americans in in, in 2018, uh, you know, out, uh, you know, trying to keep them out. It's a warrant to control the 350 million already here. Hello. Hello. Uh, God is not mocked. His word is clear. What we want the government to do to the stranger seeking refuge in our midst will be done directly unto us. Our wishes are clear what we want done. We want the government to stop them from leaving. Therefore, when the national ID is imposed on you, 
the citizenry. There's a small price to pay, you know, for stopping the so-called illegal immigration because national ID has always been connected uh, recently, uh, for a while now at least, right out in the open, you know. Um, Just understand, it's a small price to pay for the security from the Jews or the brown people, right? Under the wings of the federal eagle. What do you have to hide? Registration, just so that they know who's here so they can protect you. Also, do a Google search on American citizens in prison due to getting caught at immigration checkpoints. You know, illegal plants, things like that, right? You know, see what you find. What? You know, you don't, you don't personally have anything to hide, right? You know, let them register you and rifle through your belongings, right? Because right there is the spirit of the American Revolution. You know, the American experiment. That's why they sacrificed for, to sacrifice, li- you know, that's what they sacrificed for, to establish liberty and justice for all. ID, please. Uh, national ID, please. Let me see the one with the barcode. That's right. Yeah. Are you an American citizen? You know, what do you have in that center console, mind, if we take a look? You know, we're just going to have the dogs circle your car once, sir, and, you know, then you'll be on your way. You know, we're, all we're looking for is smugglers. We're just looking for smugglers, you know. More on this in a bit. So, you know, what we, we'll... Just smugglers. That, that's all. That's all we're looking. Okay. So anyway, you get you get the point. Uh, the, the trap is set for the own for, for <laughs> the trap is set for our own foot. We dig in a ditch for ourselves here, and it's just so obvious. Let's take a look at the situation regarding the caravan. If you believe the conservative news outlets, the number is seven thousand, mostly male military age fighters. Like I said, middle fingers raised, you know, waving flags at their home countries, an invasion that we need the government to protect us from. My man Bo Marinoff uh, just changed his um, notorious, notorious. I mean, the guys, the guys, a king of online debates. Facebook is uh, one of the main forums he uses, obviously, if not the main one. Of course, he changed his banner profile to a quote from uh, H.L. Mencken. And uh, this guy once said the whole aim of practical politics is to keep the populace alarmed and hence clamorous to be led to safety by menacing it with an endless series of hobgoblins, all of them imaginary. Well... The right wing is partial to the police state, as the left wing is partial to the nanny state. So the left wing would be the, you know, the state with the apron and the, the right wing is the state with the conservative, with the, you know, the military uniform on stern father state. Um, you know, that's the kind of wings of the political sphere. And what could be more frightening that, w- that we need the police state to protect us for? Uh, from then 7,000 brown-skinned males burning the American flag and giving us the finger all the way up through Mexico. Pipe bombs is one of the ones that, I mean, this stuff has all been debunked, too. Uh, pipe bombs, um, there was a picture that they used of this cop who had been, like, in a riot. I think it was, like, back in, like, 2012, like, the bloody cop with, like, the broken nose and things like that. And they keep on, you know putting those up there, hashtag vote. Um, it's just so, it's just so in your face, this propaganda. Look, you know, when I clown this kind of stuff, Hey, I used to be right there with the American conservative. So like, if you do a Google search on Joe Salant, um, you'll find some crazy stuff in the news cycle from like three years ago. So I'm not just like talking down to y'all. 
this is something that I remember getting all worked up about. Like if this would, if this happened, I remember when the one happened back, I think it was like the uh, caravan type of thing. Uh, um, Bo talked about it. One of the podcasts back in like 2013 or 2000. And, you know, it was like one of those crucial years with, uh, you know, Obama and stuff like that. And it was a huge thing. I mean, I was worked up, man. If these, uh, they, I don't know, I forget where they were from. I forget where they were from. Uh, uh, Honduran? It could be Honduras. We're going to go over why uh, that happened. My memory doesn't serve me right, but I was pissed, man. I was pissed. I needed this security from the federal beast bad. I know what it feels like. And, like, seeing some of these arguments that we put forward on Recon Radio, man, like, I w- I'd be too mad to even check into them. I'd be like, are you kidding me? These libtards are going to destroy our country. USA! USA! It, I know what it feels like to be. And then when, like, the scales fall off and, like, God wiped the slime off, you're like, oh, good Lord. I cannot believe what I was cheering for. This is crazy. This is actually the instrumentality. We're not, we're, not only are we oppressing these people, but it's going to come back against us. That wall, that national ID, all that other, all those instrumentalities that we're beefing up are, are for us. They're, they're not for them. You really think they're for them, huh? <laughs> wow. I mean, it's just crazy when you wake up from it. So, you know, anyway, you know, those scoundrels, those scoundrels, this this mob of 7000 really, really scary brown people from from the form from the south. You know, th- those scoundrels at best will get in here. They'll jump on welfare. They'll go to football games with their welfare checks. They'll get drunk on liquor, high on weed purchased with their EBT cards. They'll like go to the bodega and purchase some weed with their EBT cards. They will refuse to stand for the national anthem. They'll wave their national flags at worst. Now that's in the best case scenario at worst, they will murder and rape every single white woman as part of their gang rituals for MS 13. You can count on that. You know, most of them, yeah, good, good amount of or probably ISIS anyway, right? Most definitely. They will pollute the entire culture with socialism. You know, maybe they'll pollute the public school system, the humanistic indoctrination camps that we have with socialism, correct? Maybe uh, they will uh, pollute uh, the uh, the healthcare system that we have with socialistic ideas, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a communist swarm of locusts looking to devour the nanny state. The police state must pre- protect and preserve the nanny state. Now, from this horde, that is the conserv- that is the new conservative position. That is the 2018 conservative position. Never mind the fact that Bill Clinton made it sure in legislation. Bill, Bill Clinton made sure in, le- in legislation that they could not receive benefits a long time ago. Um, they'll get them illegally. And it's the end because we want to protect the welfare state. I don't really believe that money was stolen from you. If it was, why wouldn't you want to let as many people hang on and just drag the thing? Why are you trying to protect that stolen tax dollar so the federal beast can use it better to enslave you? Anyway, you know, they'll get a fake social security number and, you know, they'll end up just paying on that number and never receiving the benefit. You know, they'll uh, literally do the jobs that if you offered to a white welfare queens in the trailer parks in the red states like West Virginia, you know, not one of them would take. Um, you know, all that, all that other kind of stuff, you know, uh, picking grapes in Southern California for 12 hours in the hot sun for less than what you could make at Walmart. Um, hard work. You wouldn't make it, wouldn't make it one day. You wouldn't make it one day. Be a, you know, I'll take that bet. You know, such, such food just grows in the supermarkets. Anyway, we don't need the police state. Uh, we need the police state to provide security from this horde of invaders, because the only reason the leftists of the nanny state want them in is because they think that they will use them to make us fully communist for good. 
It will promote socialism in the good old conservative uh, free market USA. Look around. We're fascists, not communists in America, damn it. Bleeding heart libs will never get that right, will we? Will they, you know? Uh, so whatever liberty we need to make to sacrifice security under the wings of the American eagle, in this matter, just make it happen. This is a national threat, this caravan, a genuine menace to the motherland that must be stopped. You see, today's conservatives aren't like yesterday's conservatives. Today's conservatives love Jews, and they know that Jews aren't communists. And they, uh, they know that the Jews are God's people to be supported at all costs. They're image bearers of God in the state of Israel. You know, the modern American conservative has learned from history that their attitude towards the Jews in 1939 was just way off base. Those survey numbers that we went over, send them back. You know, it's way off base. We don't want them here. And uh, they wish they could go back in history and undo that national tragedy and uh, welcome every single Jew from that boat and snuggle them in their warm houses with a good old-fashioned American welcome of freedom. And some pizza and some hamburgers and, you know, some American bourbon and beer, you know. Uh, maybe, look, if they could only get that one more chance, if the American conservative could just get one more chance to make it right, you know. But look, they also know that these brown people now from the third world are a horrible communistic threat to the American way of life. And they should be treated exactly like their predecessors treated the Jews aboard that ship in 1939. You know, how, how could you tell the Jew from the Nazi then? How do you know that they weren't commies? How could you tell that the Nazi endgame wasn't aboard that boat? How could you tell that the Honduran, uh, how can you tell the Honduran from the ISIS member today? How do you know that they are, are not committed socialists uh, to drag down the welfare state? God help us. God help us. You know, history is just smacking us directly in the face with the most obvious, obvious examples. And we are just full speed ahead, warp speed, low brow, forehead down, right to the judgment. You know, Jesus would never send an angel in the form of a brown guy toward our southern border. You know, never. It wouldn't happen. Now, the American conservative would welcome a caravan from Israel escaping Hamas, you know, if that were the case today. But uh, let's take a look at the reactions about this caravan hyped up by conservative media as this dire threat. Remember that quote from H.L. Mencken, the, uh, you know, practical politics is just drumming up one more hobgoblin at a time to keep the populace begging for the security that only the politicians can give you. We need to turn down the thermostat from global warming. Vote Democrat. Oh, we need to be safe from the from the from the uh, Hondurans coming up the board. Vote Republican. Vote Elephant. The, the donkey will let them all in. Your life will be over. Uh, the Republican will make sure the thermostat on the Earth is just super hot. If you click for the elephant, you're going to burn in like ten years. Your children are all going to get skin cancer, right? Look, that's the thread, and and this is from this was taken from X Winger Wyatt Graves personal Facebook page. And I'm going to read this. Let me get this up on my computer here. I'm going to read this. This is, this is the conservative reaction about the caravan. Okay. This was posted on X-Winger Wyatt Graves' Facebook page. Here's what he says. Last night, I posted this question in several conservative and liberal debate groups. And here was the question. Now, juxtapose this to the old, to the old survey from 1938 about the Jews. Here was the question that he posed to the debate groups. Should members of the caravan be shot on sight as soon as they cross the southern border? 
Not just let him in, shot on sight. And these were several of the answers that he got. They were, of course, you know, like the no, the hell no, and a lot. most of those were coming from the, the, the leftists on there, you know. But, um, you know, this is, this is the comments that, they got for, that he got from several people, uh, several conservatives uh, identifying as Christian. Okay? All right. Most definitely give them a clear warning before they cross. Once they do, target practice begins. Shoot the first wave. The rest will turn back and run. Problem solved. Mow them down, another conservative said. Defend your country. We would not be opposed if they were shot with a beanbag gun. Only the men and below the waist. So shoot them in the nuts with a beanbag. I've been to prison before. I've been hit with those beanbags before. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. The block guns, the beanbags, they, they're, it's almost lethal force. Wow. I think a flamethrower would be more fun, one of these conservatives says. Just kidding. Put them all on the guppy airplane and fly them back. That's the uh, the one that has the grace, grace in his heart, right, uh, towards these uh, Hondurans. I think a flame, yeah, uh, anyway, next one. Dude, if they try to force their way into our country, we should repel them. Any force necessary. Start with non-lethal. If that doesn't work, capitalize whatever it takes. If you think what's going on is right, why don't you and a bunch of your friends try to sneak into Canada and see what happens? Hey, there's an idea. Let's send them straight through our country like Mexico and keep them straight and true right up the I-5 and into Canada. Another one offering a amnesty plan, I guess, conservative amnesty plan. There. Sorry, but this is a threat to our nation, says another conservative. Uh, from Wyatt Graves' Facebook page. Doesn't matter what size the fake news says it is. An illegal invasion is an illegal invasion. Might as well get to that bleeding hearts to may, might as well take that to get the bleeding hearts to pay for the wall to save our lives. Yeah, the wall that's going to wall us in. Um, I think someone should recruit some backwoods rednecks to give them and give them all non-lethal, non-lethal, this guy can't write, non-lethal sniper guns with bean bags and let them have fun, LOL. I don't support murder, but I do support violence. A beanbag shot in the eye will look awesome in slow-mo. So this creative genius looked at the comment above him and was like, hey, yeah, beanbags, not murder, just you know, in uh, whatever. I mean, we, we go, you know, if they start getting violent, they should get shot, bring back tar and feather, post videos. Maybe some should be shot. I'm fine with deadly force to defend our borders. We should use an escalation of fourth force doctrine. So the scholar of the group right there. Start with tear gas and non-lethal. This guy spells non-lethal, N-O-N-E-L-E-A-T-H-A-L. You know, if, if, if some of these guys try to take a citizenship test themselves, I bet you they would be deported. The, all these conservatives from Wyatt Gray's Facebook page, need to be deported to North Korea so that they can really, really get a taste of the police state that they want to enforce on everybody else before this becomes North Korea because of them. That, if that doesn't make your blood boil, I don't care what your position is, if that doesn't make your blood boil to know that that is the mindset, that that is the popular mindset of the 2018 American conservative toward these Hondurans. But we didn't even get into we didn't even get into debunking the propaganda. I just gave it to you as the propaganda up to this point in the podcast. If that doesn't make your blood boil, 
then I don't know what can set your temperature ablaze for justice. Breathe that in for a bit. Measure that against the historical predecessor's attitude toward the Jews in 1938. Are we better? Are we better? Now, to dispatch with this right-wing agitprop, this hobgoblin of uh, the caravan, this, um, this Republican hobgoblin, you know, uh, that they want fired on by the police state. And, you know, uh, first of all, they're not in any way all male young socialist fighters and gang members waving foreign flags with the middle fingers up. The foreign flags, um, as, you know, uh, I forget, I saw a video on this, this, you know, kind of explaining that. It's, it's, you know, when they're waving a foreign flag, they're just basically trying to, you know, get their like-minded people that they're rolling with in the caravan, like, you know, together. It's kind of like a safety in numbers type of thing. It's not like a, you know, screw the USA type of thing. The uh, uh, burning of the American flag uh, has been thoroughly debunked as those pictures are the same ones that Donald Trump, the same kind of pictures Donald Trump used uh, to try to get elected of a uh, mob back in Morocco, uh, you know, like it's the same kind, it's the same kind of thing. So anyway, you know, uh, just like the Jews in 1938 on that boat were in no way communists secreted, you know, on the, uh, in the, in the Nazi Trojan horse, wake up, you know, identify that bull crap is the hobgoblin, the federal beast is using to scare you into the safety, uh, into the Liberty for security trade. You know, so that the you know, command, you can hear the commander in chief say that the job of the government is to keep humans from leaving their gates. And you don't even bat an eye. You don't even, it's just doesn't even read. Oh, he didn't really mean that. You know, that's, that's the main response. You got to listen to him in context. <laughs> Like, you, can you believe it? Like, read that tweet in context. Like, it could mean something else. Like, oh, you know, no, just governments keep the people in, like, you know, like in in a fun time. <laughs> like, wow. You know, anyway, the caravan is more like 4,000 than 7,000. And it is about half girls and women. You know, let's just say, okay, let's just say, let's just say 35%. Women. I mean, go Google the ratio of men to women aboard the Mayflower and you'll be surprised. It was, it's much more, the ratio is, is much more co-ed in this caravan than it was aboard the Mayflower. Um, now, the purpose uh, with these Hondurans uh, is to seek asylum from the condition in their homeland that would make the worst ghettos of Chicago looks like, look like an oasis of liberty and justice for all. A, um, an oasis, just a you know, club med, it would make the worst ghettos in Chicago look like an awesome place to be. Um, now, before that's just academic for you, put yourself, like, Google it. Put yourself in Chicago and then say, would I want to live here? You know, could I, could I live for, for four weeks in Chicago? I tried, I tried it. When I was a kid, I was really, uh, I was a bad kid. I got kicked out of the Navy for a failed drug test of kicked out of boot camp. And I went there. I went, I, I it was right in Great Lakes. I went right down to, uh, to the South side of Chicago. And I'm telling you, I almost died there. It was crazy. And I was a kid that loved that kind of environment. I mean, come on. Anyway, so so, uh, you know, they made the decision to leave their home country and come to the U.S. because they live on less than five dollars a day for a whole family. And the dangerous trip up to Central America was much less of a threat than they face every day from the gangs and the crooked politicians at home. U.S. law says that asylum seekers can show up at a port of entry if they can claim a credible fear of persecution. Well, 
the uh, Honduras is the capital of San Pedro, and it's the uh, uh, the murder capital of the world. And according to one of the uh, migrants interviewed, their 16-year-old son was about to be executed for refusing to sell drugs for the gang, so they ran. Send them back. Send them back to Auschwitz. Right? But we didn't create Auschwitz in America, did we? I mean, you know, you can get into some kind of, you know... Uh, cause and effect stuff where you could make the argument that, you know, we exasperate, exasper, exact, that we made the conditions worse, uh, in the world, you know, because of role in World War One, all that other kinds. Yeah, I mean, you can get, you can get into all that, you know, all that kind of basically what amounts to conspiracy theory type of stuff, but we didn't create Auschwitz. We didn't create the Nazi machine. We were just sending Jews back to it. Is that what we're doing with Honduras? Is that what we're doing with these Honduras? Are we just sending them back there to their hell? Um, with the gangs and, you know, everything like that going on with the, uh, with a, with a really repressive dictatorial regime. Why are the conditions so bad for this 16 year old Honduran refugee and his family? Well, unlike with Nazi Germany, adding to the toxic culture already in place, Washington has used the war on drugs as justification to prop up this repressive government in Honduras that is teeming with human rights abuses. Now, we don't have time to get into all the background behind that, but um, we're going to post some resources on the X-Wing so that you can go ahead and take a look at those yourself and see that we are de- we are meddling down there big time, and it's connected to the drug war, Hillary Clinton big time, and all conservative stalwart icons. If Hillary Clinton's messing with the president down there or the dictator down there, he's got to be a good, it's got to be a better situation, right, for those Hondurans. Hillary Clinton's on the job, right? So anyway, uh, you know, and and. We just won't quit with this drug war. It doesn't just pollute stuff for the 350 million here. It's not just to shuffle, um, you know, blacks in the ghettos into prisons for in the prison industrial complex for $300 a day. The modern slavery uh, reminds me of a uh, of a of a verse uh, my son had a rapper named my son. He said um, he said on a verse, he said, what did he say? He said, uh, we can't end slavery too many residuals. So they don't call us slaves no more. They call us criminals. Um, it's not like, you know, it's it's not like that's the only end game of the of the drug war is to perpetuate and, uh, you know, black chattel slavery, just, you know, image bearer chattel slavery as it is in America today under the guise of a, the prison industrial complex. It affects these people and it turns their homelands into uh, what did Donald Trump say about it? A, a shithole. Uh, that's that's what it turns their homeland into. And so we, uh, we, uh, you know, Donald Trump had a problem that they're, uh, you know, that they're they're coming from these shitholes. Well, guess who made it? Um, that's what we did with this drug war. And um, at the very best, we made it worse. So we're directly responsible. It's not something that uh, the 16 year old that we have. To, oh, that we're just clean. They're coming up and they're looking at us for help, and it's us up to us to be, you know, uh, uh, beneficent towards them. Like no, like we have a direct responsibility. Um, no matter what kind of planet or worldview you come from, um, if there's a shred of a common grace in it whatsoever, there is a deep responsibility for the conditions that caused these 4,000, 5,000, whatever people to brave that journey all the way up through hell as if you would ever do that in your life. Imagine if your life got so bad that you had to walk through, I mean, thousands of miles of harsh territory 
a direct threat on your life. To run from cartels and mobs and just the hell that's been created by government meddling. And you're coming up and, and, and just imagine, put yourself in that situation. You know, surprise, surprise, the drug war machine of the federal beast is connected to our international police state program. It's just a little bit of a catalyst for this caravan to begin with. Who's surprised about that? Right? Man at the gate host, Carrie Appling, said on a Facebook post, God merely vomited the victims onto our borders and shores, and we're ready to either kill them through our propped up dictators or when they arrive. They are merely refusing to go back to the hellscape that they that we created. Now, what if they did have a middle finger up on the way up? I think I would have a middle finger up on the way up, to tell you the truth. You know, the heck what they do to me. Just make sure my family's okay, you know? Um, wow, that's tough. That's tough. This, you know, preparing this, you know, kind of did send me into a little bit of a mini depression for, you know, for the day. Just reflecting on having to communicate this. Um, and where we are and what the future holds and things like that. I'm post mill to the end, but this is just grueling, disgusting type of stuff. You know, that the, uh, somebody could write that on Wyatt Graves Facebook page and then, you know, put their Sunday's best on and head on to the ministry industrial complex to sing a few songs to Jesus. Now, let me put this in plain English. Whereas America did not do anything to directly create the crisis of 1938 and we're just cruel in turning the Jews on that boat away, this is worse. We have gotten worse, not better over time. Not only are we treating this caravan uh, like we did the Jews on that ship, we had a hand in creating it. In fact, this isn't the first caravan that has been headed our way. Groups like this have been escaping those conditions created by our drug war policies for up to 15 years now. This just happens to be a big, giant political football for the elephant team coming at exactly the right time for the hype machine, the political hobgoblin when they need it the most. And sure, this group is fairly large, but, you know, like I said, safety in numbers, the whole nine yards. These are all concerns that have nothing to do with the ethical judicial line on this situation. It's just so typical and so foolish. History is echoing in the face of morons like Joe Salant once was just a couple years back, you know, who just refused to get it, refused to learn. You know, according to the conservative propaganda, check this out now, according to the conservative propaganda, it's George Soros. The boogeyman of socialism himself, and he's providing porta potties and supplies for the migrant caravan along the route. Now, he's denied this and, you know, whatever. But let's just, I mean, if that's true, could you imagine a bigger example of American conservative stupidity? Like, so not, not, not only letting your enemy be the provider for the stranger in distress approaching your gates, but to whine about it too? I mean, are you, are you serious? Who's Soros? He's got. He's giving them like baggy sandwiches and porta potties along the way, and they're smashing Mexican police with pipe bombs. Wow, do you believe that? Ah, <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Story of uh, 
a um, family aboard that caravan. And uh, this was in a, a New York Times video. It's kind of, you know, it's, it, it's uh, like, I don't like going, I don't want to go to liberal sites, you know, to, to get the, you know, why do you have to go to a liberal site to actually get a taste of justice when it comes to like immigration? Like why, why, why is that? It, it, I, you know, th- this, this, this mythical switch took place and Bojidar Marinoff covers it in a, uh, you know, in, in a series and on several other places, we're going to give you those resources. This mythical switch took place and all of a sudden it is conservative for the federal beast have total control over immigration you know i mean it's crazy you know but um anyway look uh jocelyn and her this new york new york times story powerful story um and they you know they went down they interviewed jocelyn and her niece genesis uh members are members of this caravan uh you know the one that is said by the republican propaganda machine to be militarized with the middle fingers up you know headed our way uh, the cartels had threatened to kill her and her family. This is not the other 16-year-old we're talking about. Let's put a you know a human face on this. It's Jocelyn and her niece Genesis. These are real people now, just like Lutz Grunthold and and and, and Anne Frank. You know, uh, a powerful video posted by the New York Times shows her praying for safety on the trip, praying for safety. You know, praying, Lord protect us. Sound like a, you know might be Catholic. Sound like a you know Christian prayer. It doesn't matter. Um, it's crazy. Uh, praying for safety on the trip. And it's like, really, it's 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 hard not to cry looking at it, you know, um, you know, and, and, you know, tells the story of her family's journey in the caravan. Uh, her family was, you know, threatened to be killed. They weren't they weren't going to survive um, because of the drug war. You know, we'll, we'll post it as well in the comment section. Now, in what universe is a family running for their lives from persecution like that? It was quite likely created in the first place by our interventionist policies of the United States of America. Not in what world do they do not fit the category of refugee and qualify for asylum under U.S. policy? In what world are they not allowed to follow the law, right? The humanistic law that says show up at the port of entry and apply for asylum. In what way? Before they get shot with beanbags um, by vigilante conservatives before, the, you know, they are you, are you kidding me? Uh, international law and plain old decency and common sense and humanity would say, yeah, I, absolutely. Put them in front of a judge. Get them in under the current law that we have right now. They're not breaking any law. Now, what percentage of uh, uh, Christian conservatives in the land? What per- I want you to think about this now. What percentage, and we're about to wrap this up, but this is important now. So what percentage of Christian conservatives in the land, in the good old red, white, and blue, are arguing for a policy that puts the fate of Jocelyn and her niece Genesis and the rest of her possibly Christian family in the hands of unelected bureaucrats of the executive branch of the federal government? Over 90% Democrat at that. What how many Christians are cheering for that kind of policy to make the decision to allow these precious image bearers of God into the land that God blessed us with? What percentage do you think? It's really high. You know, Matthew twenty five forty. what you do unto the least of these, you do directly unto me. Jesus would never come as Jocelyn, though. Right. Jesus would never send an angel like Jocelyn, though, to testify on the New York Times or anything like that. No, he would only send um, Jews in Israel now or, you know, somebody on Breitbart or he would only send like a Christian evangelical uh, white, uh, you know, something like that. Like, you know, in, in a in a in a church somewhere, you know, like, like that's that's the only kind that he's that he's going to send us. Now, he, he wouldn't send us Jocelyn. He wouldn't send us Genesis. 
Um, if Jocelyn and Genesis are so talented and, and are such great people and great Christians anyway, why would we deprive Honduras of, of their blood, right? Um, I'm going to make this really simple. If, if, you, if you use the Bible to justify, like I did uh, very recently, if you use the Bible to justify sacrificing this family for, for, your, uh, for your security and sending them back to their persecutors, um, I, I fear for the state of your soul. Um, I really do. It's, uh, it's a fear and trembling. I, I, just, I just don't know how, how you could look at that clearly and, and say, yeah, you know, you know, like how many Jocelyn's and Genesis's have American conservatives sent back to their torturers, uh, you know, to their brutal deaths or, or meager existences in a third world hellholes created or exacerbated by the very interventionist executive state policies that they cheer for as well? You know, c- could there be a clearer example of the heart behind modern day human sacrifice, collectivist state worship than the careless attitude of the modern American conservative toward Jocelyn? Uh, if that caravan contained 50% Muslims, would it be worth turning them all away? If you knew it contained 50% Muslims, would it be worth turning them all away if it meant turning Jocelyn away as well? How much federal beast provided security is Jocelyn's life worth? How much? How much is it worth, you know, to be safe under the wings of that eagle? Behind that wall, build that wall. Now it's time to wake up, Christians, and smash these idols that have us so enslaved to cheer for the very instrument of our destruction, the very prison walls of our future cage, uh, you know, out of pure fear and false religious presuppositions. Deuteronomy uh, makes clear, and we're wrapping this up, this X-Wing podcast, and I thank you for joining me today. Once again, this is Joe Salant, and uh, X-Wing pod number three. The caravan hobgoblin of the police state. Deuteronomy 4 makes it clear the fact that when the law of God is in action in every sphere of life, that the culture will see it and marvel at the wisdom and justice and beauty of it all. Ask yourself, is your attitude about this caravan of Hondurans and Guatemalans reflective of God's law? Were those responses on Wyatt's Facebook page reflective of God's law? Aside from ceremonials and regulate, aside from like the ceremonial and regulations in God's law that were dated to the old covenant. In other words, when we're dealing with cases of applied justice, okay, the law of God is clear. There shall be one law for the stranger and the homeborn. One law and one rule shall be for you and the stranger who sojourns with you. Numbers fifteen sixteen. Now, if you if you read that verse and then you try to look at the Bible for exceptions to that verse to screw over Jocelyn or something like that, that's going to be a tough one for you. All right, but you'll find those so-called exceptions that you can find are about ceremonial pre-type kind of prophecies of. Christ in the law. When you're talking about cases of applied justice, there is one standard that is the law of God. And the law of God is clear. One law for the stranger and for the homeborn in cases of applied justice. And when, according to Deuteronomy 4, when the pagans see that in action, they will say, wow, you know, there is wisdom and justice and beauty in this, in this. 
All right. The biblical expectation for the American Christian should be that the law they want to see applied to Jocelyn and her family will also be applied to them. In other words, you can have two laws that you think you have two laws, but guess what? The worst one is going to be applied to you. Isn't that the way God works? I want the better law for myself, but for Jocelyn, I want a large bureaucratic process and everything like that. Right. You know, but as if we're biblically literate, you know, when the slime was wiped off my eyes, this is what I said. Oh, wow. Goodness. You know, uh, we should, as biblically literate Christians, expect that the law that we want to see applied to Jocelyn and her family, not the one we imagine for ourselves, will eventually be applied to us. In other words, the American Christian should expect to have their lives and their futures in the hands of unelected bureaucrats of the executive branch. And we don't even have to look into the future for this now, do we? Because what do we have today? Exactly that. Are we too blind to recognize that every single area of life has been criminalized by the federal beast in the federal register every single year? Every area of life, the most uh, mundane things like are, are criminalized in the federal. The, there's a book out that shows that that shows every American uh, c- commits like three felonies a day. They criminalize every aspect of life religiously. This is a pagan practice out of the Enlightenment. And Bo Marinoff details this beautifully in his latest Acts to the Root podcast. All of these rules, all of these regulations, so that the government can make people can take people's moral condition uh, and 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 make them believe that they are violators, and then they're the ones that extend the grace like God. Okay. All right. Yeah, I understand. You broke the law, but it's okay. We'll let you out with this. We'll let you, we'll do, you know, you're going to stay behind those walls. And do you think that evangelical Christians would be a, uh, uh, a target for the beast with, you know, knowing that they break so many of these laws? Like, you know, are we always going to have the orange Cheeto that's so kind to the, uh, to the churchians? What if the wicked Hillary was in there right now? Wow. Every single sphere of life in America is subject to bureaucrats. Your life, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, your life is in the hands of bureaucrats. They can put you in a steel cage with concrete walls just for living your life. Not violating God's law, but violating man's law. And these rules and regulations to the minutest details... You know, we just want Jocelyn to go through a little process, don't we? We just want her to make sure we just want to make sure she's vetted. Well, guess who else is vetted? You and me. That is who is vetted. You know, that giant complex in Colorado, the NSA, right? You know, the Patriot Act. They just put in all, they just put on the Supreme Court the same judge. <laughs> As if this is the it's like right in your face. It's like right in your face. Like you here, here, here's the judgment. They just put on this guy Kavanaugh wrote the part of the Patriot Act where federal agents can write their own warrants to bust in your crib. He wrote that. He saved Obamacare too, as well. He was the one that suggested it should have been attacked. Go ahead and do your homework on this kind of stuff. <laughs> Republicans put them up there. The the ones who are using this as such a hobgoblin for us. Why is this happening to us? Why are we so blind? Why can't we see Deuteronomy 28, 28, this madness, this blindness, this confusion of heart. We can't see. And it's right there. Not only is it, not only is it happening to us, we are creating it for ourselves. We are building the very guillotine that's going to come down upon our necks, but it's only for the, look, we're already here. We're fine. 
hear that. We're, we're fine. We're already here. It's for, it's for, you know, it's so that we know who's coming in. No, no, no. It's so that they know you and know in the biblical sense, like Abraham knew his wife, Sarah, they will know you. Yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? It's only a matter of time before those guns, those bean bags, those wooden blocks, you know, that we want pointed at the caravan, you know, for the safety of the border and all that, uh, are pointed at us, American citizens, the, the, the very same ones. It's only a matter of time before the wall we want paid for by money gaffled from our neighbors by the swamp monsters is used as our prison wall. Instead of caravans of brown people out, it's going to be us in. There it is. Let's let's read let's read that passage in Deuteronomy 4 as we close. See, I have taught you statutes and rules as the Lord my God commanded me that you should do them in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. Keep them and do them that for uh, for that will be your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples. Who, when they hear these statutes, will say, surely this great nation is is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon him? And what great nation is there that has statutes and rules so righteous as this law that I set before you today? It's a bureaucratic process where a Democrat unelected... um, Pencil pusher enforces a law back in that was made back by trade unionists uh, in you know 1964. Ted Kennedy's law is that a righteous law to be enforced? Because that's the one that conservatives are asking to be enforced. That it's basically impossible for an industrious person to get in. Is that a righteous law? Is that one gonna? Is that the law that they're gonna say? Surely this wise nation, this great nation, this understanding people, Ted Kennedy must be an understanding person because that's the law that we're demanding enforced. It's not just a, you know, it isn't even an orderly process. It isn't even a fair process. It isn't. It isn't even a fair process by humanistic standards. Not even by. It's not even what we ask for, which is open borders, limited political franchise. Get the government out of the business of immigration, period. Abolish it. You know, immediatism. It's not even a incrementally like pro-life movement, ministry, industrial complex fair type of solution. It is the worst possible solution. And as uh, as Bo pointed out in a recent Facebook post as well, my man has been on fire uh, recently. Um, he pointed out that he posted the law, the immigration law. And ask the conservatives, hey, who's read this? <laughs> Nobody's even read it. Come on. Come on. You know, I mean, seriously, seriously. You know, a couple years ago, you know, when I was first get, you know, getting woken up to this stuff, uh, you know, I, 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 I flipped through it a little bit after Bo's lectures, you know, but I hadn't even, you know, read every word of it. And you haven't either. You know that. But you have an opinion about it. You want it enforced, don't you? Against Jocelyn and her family. Now, who seems more in line with Deuteronomy 4, the passage that we just read, where it says, surely this great nation is is a wise and understanding people. Would it be George Soros providing the porta-potties to uh, uh, the Hondurans and the rest of the uh, migrants on the way up here because we messed up their homeland with our drug war? 
or the Christian conservatives exposed in Wyatt Graves' Facebook posts. Who would you want to have influence on the culture? Knowing no other factors, uh, the man uh, providing the porta potties and sandwiches and the water and all that other kind of stuff, which he probably isn't doing, but you know he always is doing everything to the conservative, or the man that says definitely give them a clean, a clear warning before they cross, but target practice uh, when the first wave hits and the problem will be solved. Mow them down. Defend your country. Is uh, that going to win the culture? Is that going to give the uh, Deuteronomy 4 type of reaction? Um, you think? You, you, you think you're going to win with that? God's going to give you the land? No, God's going to give you uh, the uh, the majority of De- Deuteronomy 28, the, the curses, the, the prison wall, the police state, the surveillance state, uh, which have in your center console. Let's just let the dog take a look around your car once. Or, oh, oh, goodness, that is an illegal plant now. Uh, and you did cross a state line, a border, right? We're going to have to keep you from your family for at least a few months, and that'll be 20000 to $40,000. <sighs> Whose law is more righteous? Whose action is more righteous? More in line with Deuteronomy, 20, uh, Deuteronomy 4. The action of uh, George Soros or the uh, conservatives on the post, on Wyatt's, Wyatt Gray's Facebook posts? Here's the cold. This is for the cold hard fact of the night as we close. When George Soros and his bags of money and libtard politicians in the swamp are able to pull off the feat of presenting the justice of God towards the stranger better than the Christians in the land, and it's not close um, in regard to this caravan, you have the epitome of the saltless salt and the lightless lampstand. The city on the hill with the lights out. And you wonder why, after the trillions of dollars wasted by the giant edifice of the ministry industrial complex in the U.S., that the culture wars are just about over and done with and judgment is at the door. Judgment like we have never seen before. You see, if you ask the uh, modern American conservative, the civil government, the state, is supposed to provide you with security. The biblical view, of course, in contradistinction to that garbage, is that the uh, civil government is only to punish evil, not to provide you with safety and security. It is to deal with legitimate crimes that have already occurred. It is passive. It is not executive. If you want to give the civil government the role of security provider, it must be able to predict crimes before they happen. Hello, NSA. It must read the hearts of man. Hello, surveillance state. It must not only vet the entire caravan of Hondurans for potential threats, but vet the entire U.S. population in its surveillance state for potential threats. Hello, national ID. And of course, potential threats in the eyes of state, in the eyes of the state throughout history, has never been the Bible-believing Christian, right? Now, they have never been the threat. They, the, the Christian is never been targeted by the state. We're not setting up anything stupid for ourselves. We're not naive, right? We're not naive like those open borders people are here, right? Like, we want the government in control for our protection because the state has always been there to have the Christians back throughout history. Give them all they need to make this happen, right? 
And of course, we don't have a surveillance state at home now, right? Monitoring you, Christian. Nothing to do uh, with how we have treated the stranger in our immigration policies. We live in a covenantally disconnected existence. God is some deistic reality way out there somewhere on top of the universe. And we're just out here randomly doing stuff, protecting ourselves. And, you know, we need the state to provide us with the security. It's not like the elephant team slipped national ID into the immigration legislation during the swamp session. Caesar is there to keep us safe, darn it. Romans 13, you know, it's not like throughout the history of the church, the state has not kept a watchful eye seeking to register and persecute any of its members who dare live by the idiom, we have no king but Jesus. Hello, 501c3 laws, uh, tolerance laws. Nah, right? Give the state the power that it needs to keep us safe from this caravan. In the assigned resources section, we'll go over in, in a minute. I'm sorry that this is uh, going a little bit long, but this, I mean, this is, you, you gotta get, this is the philosophy behind it. This, if I could just snatch one thought out of your brain, it would be this idea that the state is there to keep you safe, that you need the government to keep you from potential threats. Uh, you know, look, I'll, I'll recommend an Axe to the Root podcast by Bo Marinoff, one of the first ones, to help you overcome this tendency, this horrifying Halloween 2018 is going to last forever tendency to look to the pagan state as a source of security. It is this view that the state is the source of security that gives the ruling masterminds in the swamp the ability to rile up the population with threats, real and imaginary, mostly imaginary, for the sole purpose of consolidating power for the professional politician class over the citizenry. That quote again, the whole aim of practical politics is to keep the populace alarmed and hence clamorous to be led to safety by menacing it with an endless series of hobgoblins, all of them imaginary. If the answer is more power to the government, your question is wrong, Christian. This caravan from Honduras is your latest hobgoblin. Just motivation for the most important election of our lives, you know. Uh, hashtag vote for the Republicans. Now, now patriotism uh, has the attitude of, uh, it's another Bo Jim. Yeah, like I said, he's been on fire. Uh, patriotism has the attitude of we are the best. Come join us. It is the engraving on the Statue of Liberty. Give us your poor, your downtrodden, your weary of persecution from the drug cartels, and we will turn them into the earth shakers. We're the best. Nationalism, which is what the modern American conservative movement is now, has the attitude, we are better than you and you are a threat to us and our way of life, so we will do what we can to keep pure from you and the threat that you pose as far, and we will keep you as far away as possible. Today's Christian conservative in America, for the most part, nationalists, stand for the flag, kneel for the cross, come here legally, and our legal process is defined by the very bureaucratic hell that will become our pit, or else you are criminal off the bat and not and, and worthy of machine gun fire bean bags we don't, we don't want liberty we want security and instead we will receive neither this podcast uh, x-wing um x-wing pod number three the caravan um hobgoblin of the police state uh with your boy with your host joe salon um, is dedicated to uh, the memory of uh, Lutz Grunthal, 
uh, the little Jewish boy we sent back to the Hitler in 1939. And uh, the demand that we learn our lesson and Jocelyn and Genesis don't meet the same fate at the hands of the drug cartels. Now, for your, your resources, so you don't have to be scared of the hobgoblins anymore. Number one, to learn the biblical view on immigration, and it's already been posted, I see in the comments section here for our Facebook Live audience. To learn the biblical view on immigration, go to reconstructionistradio.com backslash biblical resources on immigration or just type in biblical resources on immigration we have it all compiled for you right there so that you can deprogram from the idea uh, that the pagan state uh, should be um, controlling the movement of individuals uh, you know into into the nation and out of the nation and so on and so forth Uh, to deprogram from the idea that the state is supposed to provide you with security. I recommend the Axe to the Root. Uh, uh, You can put this also on reconstructionistradio.com. We will also be posting this. Safety and security and state worship. It's one of the first Axe to the Root episodes by my man Bojadar Marinoff, and that will help you uh, deprogram from the, um, uh, the very scary idea that you need the state to keep you safe. Um, in closing, I would like to ask y'all, our friends at AmericanVision.org, um, now spearheaded by, uh, by, by the awesome uh, Dr. Joel McDermott, uh, my man, uh, over there, they have undertaken an amazing work. And what this work is, is it, it's an actual study Bible uh, for free. It's a study Bible app, and it will give you... All it'll break down the basically, you know, how like the ESV study Bible is, it just gives you the commentary and things like that after the verses and all that. This will give it to you from a full orbed gospel view, a a um, a a victorious view, a a reconstruct Christian. It's the first first uh, Christian reconstructionist uh, study Bible out there, and it is the only one that I would recommend. And this 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 app is going to be for free. And it has just been, I mean, obviously something like this, they could, they could charge, you know, $40 for, or whatever the case may be. Um, this is just going to be a free resource. So that pastor, that dispensational pastor who's in his office, who can even stumble upon, wow, you know what? I want to preach an actual sermon. That's going to like, you know, get me in trouble today. They could pull up, pull up that app and they could just get sermon notes from, you know, from the commentary right there. And it's, it's just fire scholars from a Christian recon perspective, full orb gospel view. That is is going to be out soon from AmericanVision.org. And AmericanVision.org has has been under attack. Let's let's keep it real. Over this last year, as we've gone to bat against the uh, various power religionists at Recon Radio, a lot of it has been follow. You know, a lot of it's been following. You know, the lead for from American Vision uh, from from Joel McDermott drawing the line in the sand. Um, against power religionists, against racists, and things like that, you know, that, that, have, that are somehow still that are that are somehow embedded in the movement, and and a lot of people who are Christian Reconstructionists see a lot of these people, and they, you know, they put out a lot of hatred, a lot of vitriol toward, toward Joel McDermott. He's a social justice warrior for his book, The Problem of Slavery in Christian America, exposing how the uh, the churches have been complicit were complicit with the child with the human sacrifice of black chattel slavery, and so on and so forth. That book. 
book, The Line in the Sand, against uh, uh, the horrible Peter Hammond, who believes that who was actually a segregationist, uh, and is you know like uh, it's just crazy that we still deal with this kind of stuff in 2018 as the enlightened people of God, the illuminated people of God, who knows the full orb gospel of God, uh, you know, and we have illumination during a time of darkness, but you know, uh, it's still like you know ministry figureheads like this guy Peter Hammond and John Weaver uh, who are kinists they they believe in the separation of the race of the races racist segregationists they teach this um, and because of his stand against them it's actually cost them now it's good that those donors to American Vision aren't uh, you know still donating because Joel doesn't want nobody American Vision wants you know racist funds coming into the you know system if you if you're out there and you have a minute you say yeah no I'd rather have the racist give me the money and support you know Nobody wants that, but there's actually, you know, there's been a hit between that and mostly just the propaganda that's been placed out there against American vision. So I recommend that that study Bible is going to be free. I definitely urge you, though, to go to AmericanVision.org. Now, I have never asked for a donation for Reconstructionist Radio. I've never asked for a uh, donation for Recon Records since I've been behind this microphone. I am asking you right now, uh, please go to AmericanVision.org and donate what you can, whether it's, you know, a dollar, five dollars, twenty dollars, uh, thirty dollars, fifty dollars, five thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars, whatever, uh, you know, whatever God's giving you, uh, and, you know, that's that right there. I mean, that study Bible right there is an earth shake. It's going to be free. So whatever you would pay, like my wife is, uh, my wife just commented, you know, not 40 bucks like the John MacArthur, Johnny Mac, uh, study Bible. Uh, not, not, not like that. Uh, it's not 40 bucks like that, but what I would recommend that you do at the very least is what you would pay for that app on your phone, a, a full Christian reconstructionist study Bible app. I would take that money and I would give it as at least a one-time gift or maybe even a monthly gift to American Vision to help our friends at American Vision push the plow and stand for righteousness and justice uh, in every single area of life. Uh, it's been your man, Joe Salant. Uh, it's been X-Wing Pod 3, Hobgoblin of the police state, that caravan. Um, I love y'all. I love the rebels in the cave. Thank you for joining me on this Halloween 2018 uh, this pod will uh, will release. We'll try to get it out for you this week uh, on the podcast catcher and everything like that. Um, the next episode that's coming up is going to be on the ministry industrial complex. Love y'all. Go out and get yourself. Go ahead and, and get yourself a uh, smack a bully X-Wing T-shirt. All right. And uh, I'll see you all next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us in the X-Wing cave. Until next time, make sure you stay on the right side of that ethical judicial line. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows 
or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.